see it on the Twitter. He's like, oh, this one's good, getting notes of <laughs> like this and that. And the next thing, I'm like, on you go, mate. And I was, I was actually horrified when I looked at my Twitter a few weeks ago. Just as to how many of them you back through the history and it was like, God, there are no actual tweets on here. It's all just beer. <laughs> Still one of the most engaged with ones in my timeline. Like, oh, nice. I'll stop and have a look. You know, I'll okay. catch, catch my eye when I start doing. <laughs> I want to see hey, I want to see that YouTube channel. Stosh drinks beer and Andy Mo- Andy Mac unboxes things. <laughs> Your Instagram, you about think? drinking beers with him. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, crossover episode. Be brilliant. Fuck yeah. I said that as well. I've got a pal of mine, really tarted, talented, tarted, talented artist called Georgina, and uh, she's always putting up stuff on her Instagram story. Been weirdo sender messages, and like some of the things are amazing. Eh, like fucking. <laughs> I would watch that YouTube channel all day. Like <laughs> Gina talks to perverts. Like, bet you would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first time, long time. How are you? <laughs> You'd be one of the stars. Okay, <laughs> I'd be most blocked. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, a good friend. Hi, Georgina. Don't think she ever listen to this, but bestie Kenzo as well. Everybody knows Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. How good was that? You done, I remember you done that at Blend in Dundee. I did. Yeah, she was like, oh my God. Hi, Rachel. <laughs> it had to be done. Oh, man, it was tremendous. She was giving me her feedback on last week's show. No, the week. Ah, last week's show. Fuck me, he's up my ass, boys. Well, <laughs> I won't lie to you. We'll get that, we'll get that into feedback. Um, let's do it. There's been a lot going on since we were last here, so. Oh, let's get into it then. Right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Perth's Premier Podcast, Monkey Sword Fight, with me, your host, Jordan Patrick, and my co-host, Andy Mack on the ones and twos. Chris Hammond. How you doing, mate? I'm good. Are you saying uh, I'm no bad, man. I, we are without Mr. Michael Doss. He's out there getting that bread. He's out earning that paper, son. Can't do what we need to do. However, we are joined by a very special guest host. We talked about this before. <laughs> Comic book enthusiast. A rookie blogger. Future... Dundee Hurricanes Hall of Famer, offensive tackle, centre extraordinary, long snap machine, <laughs> <laughs> beer connoisseur. Oh, no, therein lies the story. <laughs> one of my very, very good friends, good friend of the show, Mr. Stephen Tosh. How are you, mate? I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into for there a while. Was, there was a proper Hurricanes night out over the weekend, and I'm still recovering. But other than that, I'm fine. Yeah, excellent. I'm excited to be here. Fuck I. I'm excited to have you here, man. Literally, we, sort of, we worked out that uh, Mike couldn't make it tonight, and it was literally like, who should we get on? And it was either you or Paul. And I messaged us both, right. both at the same time. <laughs> Did I just win the response? Yeah, man, but I guess this is the other good bit of feedback. Was, Megan was out to me today, who have you got on the night? And it was Stosh. went, oh, really? <laughs> and she was fucking, but she might actually listen to another episode other than the one with Rachel on it, so. Oh, wow. I'm High honored. praise indeed. Sarah might actually listen to this one, she says. So. <laughs> Mike, 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 don't ever hold out for your girlfriend or your wife oh, no. actually listening to this. Megan I, said, did, I did tell her the thing Megan said about <laughs> you being away for work. It's like, I missed him so much, I almost listened to his podcast. <laughs> she thought that was hilarious. All right, it's uh, fairly accurate, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather she told me she didn't listen than lie to me and say she did. Well, this is true. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, exciting week this week. Last week we launched our first ever Patreon request fan site. Aye, we fucking put it out there. Happy to report we're about, what, halfway? Just ever yeah. so slightly under halfway there. Yeah, it comes up. That's the other crazy thing. It comes up in dollars. So uh, instead of £30, <laughs> which is what we were aiming for, I we had to make that. it $60, yeah. $60 but... Um, 
in a second. Jordan will give a shout out. We'll do the, the first shout out to our Patreons thus far. Shout out to Big Ali Cook. Shout out Ali Cook. Shout out Ali. former Hurricanes legend himself, Mr. Andy Henderson, the original creator of Maurice. Shout out to Andy Henderson. Uh, big man Fraser Reevy of oh, Reevy Media. Reevy. Thank mm-hmm. you very much, Reevy. Good lad. Nate Black, Jiu-Jitsu Vegan Master. Yeah. Big up yourself, <laughs> son. And Bestie. Hey. hey. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel again. Good man. Good lad. <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking buzzing with the response so far. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, we'll see again, I, like Andy Mack said, it's in dollars. Yeah. We didn't just double it on request. It's... Uh, it isn't still pounds, so five dollars is still the same amount of money. Pretty much, yeah. Don't you worry about. It. Don't sweat the Pound exchange. Pounds worth nothing by about three weeks' time. <laughs> yeah. anyway, so yeah. you know it'll be worth yeah, about fifty p. So get on it. Ah, yeah, do it now. Get <laughs> on it now. It's our Patreon <laughs> deal. Uh, let's see, sure. You will be, uh, if with your Patreon donation, mm-hmm. you will be entered into exclusive competitions, exclusive fifteen minutes per week of exclusive content. Cont- oh, fucking, it, I cannot speak tonight. Nah. Content, content. Uh, yeah, do what you can. Less than a cup of coffee for one of the chain places. Yeah, and that's the thing. We'll get the the first uh, additional. What would you call it? Additional Cont- content, extra I, I content loaded either. up. So yeah, I can't even think that. <laughs> <I'm laughs> blank. I'm just so grateful for people like helping out the podcast. I, that. No, the, genuinely. The, the second that the first one came through, I would drop my phone. I was like, "Holy <laughs> fucker! I've offici- totally we've officially been well. paid for a podcast." <laughs> Buzzing, absolutely helps buzzing. Keeps, helps to keep the lights on, but no, I'm just buzzing because uh, we'll get the first bit of extra content done for that, and that'll be out tomorrow for the Patreon subscribers. Fuck aye. So yeah, looking forward to it. Now you may have noticed the absence of a word with thoughts this week, and we're all really upset about it. It's another reason Megan might listen this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. It raises, it raises the possibility. However. <laughs> We are hoping to make contact with Mr. Dot, so we'll maybe get a live off the cuff. Oh, they're never off the cuff. Nah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Somebody else came up with them off the cuff. Mike like just that, went on Twitter. Is it like that uh, in the um, live off the phone? I was going to say, in the office, the American office, where it's uh, <coughs> Steve Carell's at, you take 100% of the shots you don't take, Wayne Gretzky, and then Michael <laughs> Scott as well. So he's like, he's quoting the quote, and he's like, <laughs> Quality, so that's effectively how. Oh, wait a minute, there's one. No, that's for last week. Is it last week's <laughs> one? Don't worry, nah, can I do a doubler? Oh, no, no. Um, again, as well, for more money, do you <laughs> want to advertise on this podcast? We are selling our souls, totally selling out to the man. <laughs> nah, I'm really joking. Uh, yeah, do you want to sponsor the podcast? No business too big, no business too small. We can also provide you, or Mike can, with an invoice for tax purposes. If you want to ask us any questions about reach, no for a no f- no obligation quote. Not a reach around, just a reach. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how much they want to sponsor us. Depends That's how true. much Jordan's had to drink. Hey, that was accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're rocking it without Mikey Dots. I was a bit nervous coming down. And the t-shirts as well. Oh Sorry, shit, I forgot just... that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The t-shirts. Uh, so we're <clears> just... As soon as we pick them up, we'll put the post out there because we don't have a, like a website or anything to sell them through, if that makes sense. So it's probably going to have to be something posted <coughs> up on social media and first come, first served on the first Very batch. limited release. However, that does not mean you will miss out. Then we will be able to get those who didn't get on the first run. We'll get a second batch cracked up straight away and we'll get you guys ordered up too. So They are looking fucking deadly they though. They are looking 
Sweet. Shout out to yep. Reavy Media. Reavy I saw Print. that on Reavy Media today. Right. I think that might have been. He's, uh, he's hooked us up. So I'm buzzing. I'm absolutely buzzing. Yeah. <laughs> We're aware all the time. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard my podcast. <laughs> we have t-shirts now. My uh, mate of mine for work, he's a, he's a musician and he's like, he's just started getting some music distributed and stuff like that and signed himself nice. up and he was like, where'd you get that? How'd you get that? And he keeps asking about Andy Mack. He's like, is he producing this? What is he producing now? So, a future stuff, partnership. Say, everything. That's what I'm saying. Busiest man in the business. Things. Yeah, so keep busy, man. Okay. Right, uh, feedback, eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, some good feedback from last week. Everyone, uh, I got some just really nice and personal for uh, Stevie Mack. Rachel just said, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say a bad word about Stevie Mack. She goes, so many people care him and he's just a fucking legend. He's an absolute hero. Absolutely, honestly. I was listening back and I was just like, Mayor, I was like, I like this guy even more. I was there for that conversation. <laughs> Can I just say, remember we were talking about how he got the old games console and that, and I was like, oh, yes. mate, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Well, literally the next night he was on it and I was having a wee bit of skateboard chat with oh, him. I was just like reminiscing. So he's just he's just an absolute legend. Man, as I, even, nice like, I go so reminiscent on the walk here. I took the longer way around the outside. So you can see the so skate. So I could just <laughs> not because I could go in, but could just see the place. And I was just like starting to remember that like, I used to go down there on a Friday night. Like, you'd literally go home, get changed, and straight down the skate park on a Friday night and stay there till you had to go home. And just do things you really shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> Fucking a safe haven for the misled youth. Yeah. Uh, got a bit of, not so much feedback, but I got a question for Ali Cook on the Monkey Sword Fight um, <coughs> Messenger page. He just wants some clarification. He goes. What is a thick king anyway? See, Ali's a well-read guy. You know, yeah, he's, I'm he's surprised Ali doesn't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think he just wanted us, one of us to say it. Thick, thick, <laughs> thick with a double C. Thicker than a bowl of porridge. Mm. <clears throat> That's thick. It's uh, I think probably the most visual representation of a thick king is any sort of lineman. Yep. Mm-hmm. But um, for the purposes of our show, we decide. So a thick king is just someone who's got a bit of. Better. Just just a bit of swag better in the locker room. Better than that you know sass, Ken, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, maybe after, Ken, who's the longest in the shower situation? Can you know what I mean? <laughs> and you can interpret that interpret however, that however you, you want. Yeah. However you wish, Ali. But however, for the terms of our... Uh, I don't know how, how anyone will remember Ali's this. a thick king now. He's, he's a thick king he's, now, he's yeah. A, he's a, oh, a, a while ago, we asked, what should we call our fans? Because <laughs> well, you were saying there was, a, there was a certain type of person... Yeah. Was that what should we call him? And it was just a throwback to uh, an episode where Andy Mack referred to the, the Hurricanes locker room as uh, just a bunch of thick kings. <laughs> I mean, Scott came up a bit. Thick, which is remarkably accurate. Thick kings and queens. That is the so it's just the terminology for a, a monkey sword fight fan, Ali. Yeah. So you sort are a thick king, probably the thickest of kings. Yeah. You just got a bit of swag about you. Ah, do you know right. what I mean? Just you just you notice that you know he's got that thick king status whenever he asks a question that we don't understand, even though we spoke about the subject at length. <laughs> he just automatically knows more than we do and that's what I appreciate about it I do love that Ali's feedback every week is like three or four lengthy comments on the Facebook post that's my totally time reading <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time I've got enough time to get through it all in one sitting <laughs> yeah like, ah, I come out of every shite a little bit lighter on weight but a little bit heavier on knowledge ah, <laughs> that's what you want every time <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know if there's any more uh, feedback thus far. Just just the usual folk, obviously. We see them putting in their Instagram stories and 
putting it Aye. all over the place. So they know who they are. Stevie Mac just my last one was absolutely buzzing. He was uh, he was WhatsApping me no long after saying that still buzzing for being on and he was sending me like screenshots of his pals who were commenting <laughs> on it and sharing it and he was absolutely buzzing, man. I was like, yeah. <laughs> he messaged me the next day and he's like, Do you know what? One time I just want to come down with some beers and that not even be on the show, just sit there in the corner. <laughs> 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 it's like brilliant, mate. I'm sure we could arrange it. Oh, mate. I didn't know about it. would just be like, um, it'd be like on Joe Rogan brilliant. when Eddie Bravo just <laughs> inexplicably shows up because he's got an interesting guest on. He just comes, he's like, oh, I'll just, I'll like, and it's literally just Eddie Bravo like that. Kind of like lovingly looking at Alex Jones as he raves about interdimensional child molesters or whatever it is he said on Joe Rogan that time. He said a lot. Ah, I, I couldn't even listen. I listened to one episode with Alex Jones and my head was just mush by the end of it. I just I couldn't keep up with the guy and the levels that he goes to with absolutely zero warning that guy is fucking insane he's good for comedy though. Ah, yeah. good good for parody <laughs> it'd be scary if folk didn't believe what he said though it'd be funny if folk didn't believe what he said yeah. scary dude anyway yeah that's feedback for this week they say we are joined by Mr. Stosh my mentor <laughs> on the offensive line yes Hurricanes yes. legend now Coach, part-time true. coach, part-time coach at the moment. Um, yeah, I got a, I've got a lot going on at the moment, and I can't. I haven't been able to get on full time, but we'll get there at some point. How are the boys looking just now? I'm also also still at that phase where I'm so close to playing that it hurts to watch people play. Yeah. I'm not enjoying that. That was like the one time I came to watch a game. It was yeah. just. Oh. I remember that like oh, about a third of the way through you were just like about a third of I the way like, after about the third <laughs> snap I was already looking at the right tackle going no no <laughs> how is this happening <laughs> but um, I was just yeah. like I, so I, I we met Stosh what was this it'll be about four years ago now yep was when I, yep, I, was I think when so because I've been away that two years that was when you started playing yeah, yeah. and uh, I remember, still remember the first time I met Stosh was just he hadn't been at the rookie days I was at, and it was like my first actual. No, I training. was retired. Yeah, the first time. I think it was my first training <laughs> session. Possibly walked second in. Second time, can't remember. Recognised a few boys for the rookie days, and then there's this big bastard just sitting there, and I was like, ah, right, fuck. Were you know there? No, I I came back three weeks before the first game. Remember? Was that? Was it that yes. close? And then I remember Joe had been nailed down the starting guard spot. Oh yeah. Until five seconds after I walked <laughs> back in. That was the same. There was another boy. Who was the boy that? Absolutely hated me, Gav. Gav. So like, I'd I'd been I'd sort of went in as a a tight a tight end when I first went. I had illusions of being a receiver, right? But as quick as I was in a straight line, a fucking an arty <laughs> lorry turns quicker. Do you know what right, I mean? Like okay. I just couldn't do the like the immediate change. It would just like and it would be like instead of a like a straight flat run, it would just be a big old curve. Yeah, <laughs> the, can't the, zigzag. Yeah, the only touchdown I ever caught in training. Was because I ran the total wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were. I think you were supposed to. I was. I think you were to, supposed to run it out, and you just ran a straight fly. Yeah, just went in, and I just <laughs> trick play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. But, um, You're not supposed to trick your own quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. It was impressive, though. <laughs> Best thing I ever seen a quarterback for Hurricanes do was fumble it in the end zone. So before the guy could get a safety, just put it down. <laughs> <laughs> was that Romano's first game? Oh yeah, this guy. Romano's like a really, really nice dude. Really nice guy, honestly. He was a great player as well, but his first game, obviously, we were all rocking up like fags hanging out on the thing the night before. He was sat on the touchline with wireless Dre beats on and gloves, just throwing passes back and forward like you see at the start of an NFL game. I was like, oh, oh boy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're all we're all sitting on the sideline scarfing down Haribo and Monster. <laughs> 
And this boy is like literally like an absolute Adonis, just like this is not the NFL boy. You're about to learn a very, very fast and probably yeah. painful lesson. He was he was way above our level. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which became evident very soon. When he was the only one that could get through like the, the start of the warm up run at the end of the pitch <laughs> <laughs> and still be running by the time he got to the eighty yard. <laughs> but uh, my stocks very quickly, um, I think it was it you. Somebody mentioned one of the coaches that this big bastard who was a receiver was not even going to be like fifth on the depth chart. Yeah, basically we. Um, I mean, the reason I got asked to come back was because the the offensive line was thin, as it always is in British American football. If you can get five big guys, you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that so Ross got in touch, said, look. I know you said you were done last year, but do you think you can do one more? I will just sidebar this with the two years I played with Hurricanes. Every year was the last year that Stocks was going to retire, <laughs> and, and every you year for, was the last year I was going to play for about three years before that. As was it, and you played two years after I left as well. So, yeah, I did. <laughs> although, although to be fair, last year playing only took about eight weeks because we only played one game. Um, but yeah, um, and yeah. It, so they were saying, oh, there's one guy who's quite athletic who might make a good tackle um, because tackles generally can get away with being a little bit smaller. Can get away with be, it. But you need to be quicker. You were smaller at that time. My nickname on the team, and nobody will ever believe this, was Skinny Jordan. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was two Jordans on the offensive line. <laughs> yeah, that was more about the, the size of the other Jordan. doesn't matter. It did wonders for my self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> But um, Stosh was the old Stosh and the man with the sort of the experienced yes. lineman. Yes. And yeah, so I ended up looking after you because, in spite of the fact that we all looked at him and went, well, he's quite athletic, he might be able to play tackle. He's just a nutter. So he just wanted to hit people, so he wound up at guard. <laughs> the what? smallest guy on our line taking on generally the biggest guy on the other one. <laughs> if you're up for it. Oh, fuck I. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was my issue. <laughs> that but, was the problem because he was broken within about 10 yeah. minutes. <laughs> but I didn't, I never went off a game injured. You did once. That was a concussion. <laughs> but And broken ribs. No, I played most of that game. Oh. Okay. I was pulled off, or you huckled me off. About yeah. <laughs> halfway through the last quarter, I was like, you need to go off a pitch. I was like, nah, I'm all right. He's like, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Leave. <laughs> but, um, that right, so, was, were we not three scores up or something, though? And it was like, Jordan, there is no point in you being here. Go away. <laughs> like, we're not here to talk about me. <laughs> 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 so, uh, right, so rewind then. So how long have you been? How long were you playing? What was your, your I career? I played eight years in the end. Um, started the 2010 season. Mm-hmm. Um, so January 2010 um, and yeah started on offensive line for all of that time uh, started on D-line on occasion <laughs> um, moved around all over the place right side left side and had a lot of fun really enjoyed it so how did you get in there in the first place um, I picked up I think about a four year old copy of Madden in game for about £3 or something because I remembered playing one of the first editions on the Amiga I think many, many, many years before. Um, and I just thought, I've got nothing else to play at the moment. That'll do for a while. And that got me back into the idea of the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got, eventually got Sky Sports, <laughs> as you do when you're in your mid-20s and you finally have a bit of spare cash. Yep. Yep. 
Um, discovered that they showed it on a Sunday night, got into watching it, and then accidentally discovered that Dundee had a team, as I think so many people do. That seems um, to be every person I've ever spoke to. Certainly games. at the time when we were playing up on Dawson Park, if you drove along the Arbroath Road on a Sunday afternoon, that tended to be how people found out there was an American football team in Dundee. Um, and yeah, just rocked up to training and went from there. So how was that first season? Had you been fairly sporty before, or was this your first sort of foray into... I... Play. I was moderately sporty for a while mm-hmm. in you know when you're teens and your early twenties, as I think most of us are. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of contact sport. Played a bit of rugby. Um, played quite a lot of basketball in high school. Uh, played hockey. Strangely enough, that oh, was wow. always fun. I enjoyed what, field that. hockey. Yeah, like that. Can I see you on a field hockey pitch? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was similar to me on an American football pitch, only with slightly better manners and a stick and a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, cycling, bit of swimming, karate, did a lot of karate. Um, and then kind of started working full time and sort of lost the, the impetus for that mm. um, until I got married um, about a year before I got, well, we got engaged on holiday in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was a proper thick king at that point. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> That's my boy. So, yeah, so I looked at the pictures from the Florida holiday and thought, shit, if I get married in a year time, I'm going to have to look better than this. Um, so lost a lot of weight. And then it was about six months a year after that, I started with the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. And it just, it gave me that kick to not lose it again after the wedding. Yeah. To stay in better shape. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a sport that meant you can eat like fuck after American, American yes. football. Yes, that's the other thing I've discovered this year. Mm. You you cannot stop playing American football and then continue, but continue to eat whatever you want. Oh man, Sundays that used to be the best thing in the world. Oh. you couldn't feel anything <laughs> but pain. Your head was throbbing. You probably had concussion, but fuck you, man. You were just going to eat everything in yep. sight. The Saturday night before a game as well. I miss the pre-game meal so Carb much. Loading. Carb oh. loading. <laughs> the whole day. Especially as a lean in, in like an amateur football league as well. Because you have to have like a good bit of strength. You don't have to be like super, super strict with it. No, no. The best, the best one of all was if you knew you were going to play both ways the following day. Because you knew that you were coming out of that game in massive calorie debt. Oh my So... You just went mental. I only ever played D-line like two or three times. It's just <laughs> the most fun. It is. Because <laughs> there's no other rules that you have. Because obviously an offensive line you can't grab. You've like, got to be disciplined D-line as well. Where just come here, you rip the floor. Oh, <laughs> you, you almost you used to forget that you're going for the quarterback because you're too busy just trying to maim the person in front of you. Yeah. Was that just me? I think it might have just been me because I didn't know enough to actually get past them. So yeah, <laughs> I just my issue was like usually the D line that right, you go for a swim move, move the arms, get in the gap. I was like, what if I just go <clears throat> through them? <laughs> I love defensive line as well. I I couldn't do it full time, um, but I did. Oh, love every time I played on it. I was always just too scared to play under fucking Andy Henderson. <laughs> like, if you fucked up on D when Andy Henderson was kicking about man oh it was not worth your life to even slightly make a mistake I started the same year as Andy he wouldn't have done that <laughs> or he just wouldn't have listened that too so <laughs> so eight years uh, finally managed to actually not play but yeah as far at a time of recording <laughs> Stoss is retired no I am properly retired uh, honestly, after that game we played last year, 
I think it wasn't when I woke up on the Monday or the Tuesday, but when I woke up on Thursday morning, I thought, no, I'm definitely, that's yeah, definitely that, it. I cannot do this. Yeah. Can I just offer some thought on that? I mean, if you think about it, playing at an amateur level, your body's conditioned to play at that amateur level. Mm-hmm. So eight years is a long time. If you think about an NFL player whose body's you know conditioned at that level, mm-hmm. a lot of them don't have eight-year careers. No. no. Or play you know, necessarily week in, week out for eight years like yeah. perhaps you did. Well, you see that so I can imagine it, it does start to take its toll. Say, like, you know, so I, like, I noticed it myself after even being out for six months, I went back to one training session just to cut a boot and see the boys and my God. Like, the next day I forgot and it's just like, how did you do this? Yeah. Every single week. Oh, yeah. And you for eight years, I only done two and I still feel different injuries. My left hand's completely fucking freakish now purely yeah. for two years in this sport. So, did you ever... Oh, yeah, obviously, everyone who plays American football at any sort of level is always never goes into a game 100% fit. There's always something creaking, cracking, or generally not feeling good. But do you ever have any like proper, really bad injuries? I started my career with broken ribs. Nice. I broke my ribs in my very first kit of training session. Um, Jesus. And went, up, went to hospital, and they said, right, no, no activity at all for six weeks. So I was off on holiday the next week anyway, and I took the week after that off, and then I was back to it. So I think I had three weeks off in total. Um, and I was still wearing protectors and everything when mm. I started. Um, and it was about midway through that season before I was properly healed up. Um, I think it was Thick year... king. <laughs> I think it was year three. Year three, played through a stress fracture in my left calf which I didn't realise was there until the end of the season. Um, I just, I took a couple of hits to my left shin that year and it really hurt. Like it was one of those ones where you just go down and you mm. just sort of limp off and someone He's has no to wear shinnies, not. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, I'd be wearing shinnies. Nothing below the knee. Oh, no. I'd be no wearing shinnies. below the knee, man. Oh, what's wrong with a set of shin guards? It's too restrictive. If you try to get into a three-point stance wearing shin guards, your legs are at too much of an angle. There are some true story. Really? You can you can get them, but nobody uses them. Nobody uses. You them. see the like the receivers in the NFL, man. They tuck their shirts up as well and shit like that. So there's yeah. literally like, nothing. So on there's them. nothing to grab. Oh, yeah, oh, man. You got to remember, proper linemen don't wear long sleeves in the cold or anything. I mean, I think it was the Packers game a couple of years ago where at Lambo in the playoffs yeah. when it was what was it minus oh, twenty with a wind chill or oh. something. And all the all the receivers and the quarterbacks are in these giant insulated jackets, and the Packers O line are just cutting around in their shirts. It's like Scott Brown, yeah, in Russia. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's like Scott Brown. I mean, I, I Nothing like man. Scott Brown. Fucking Scott Brown doesn't <laughs> wear jackets. Don't think he's quite as hard <laughs> as. I could see Scott Brown as a linebacker. <laughs> I won't fucking lie. For the same he's reason, got could, the look. He's for got the same the reason, look. I could see my brother at linebacker. Just that <laughs> ten thousand yard stare yeah. in general disregard for your own well being. Yeah. Which is effectively you need to be on all line that as well. Is, you need that just to play the game in general, really. Yeah. Total disregard for your own well-being. So would you say as well as even in teams like the Hurricanes, the, the, the pride at which you get when you tell somebody you play amateur America, even American football, they automatically think NFL and instantly folk will ask you about it. Yeah. So do you find yourself having a lot of conversations off the back of saying that you played American football? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The, and then you become the the guru of your workplace. And yeah. um, when it's the Super Bowl, people come to you and go, who should I put my money on? And what should I do with this? And uh, yeah, it starts a lot of conversations, but it's good. Right. It's nice to talk. 
So what, was, what would you say is your uh, your favourite moment in a hurricane shot? Oh, um, end of my second year when we played West Coast in Glasgow, West Coast Trojans at Scotston Stadium. Mm-hmm. They were in Scotston for that year. Don't know how they swung that, but. <laughs> I'll say right now that it's a deeply surreal experience to sit down and watch the Heineken Cup rugby on Sunday, Saturday afternoon and go, fuck, I played on that ground. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Um, but yeah, it was just, it wasn't even a game. I mean, it was, we were six and three. They were eight and oh, but they were playing Carlisle Reavers the week after. Mm-hmm. So you knew how that was going to go. Carlisle were the worst team in the history of the league. So... You knew how that was going to go. So they needed to beat us to record a perfect season. We needed to beat them to make the playoffs. It was a fight. It, ah. was just, it wasn't a game of football. It was a straight-out stand-up fight. It was the most intense experience I've ever had. And it was just awesome. That <laughs> is, without doubt, my favourite game that I ever played in. Did you win? We did not. Oh, oh it was so close as well. I think I think there was five points in it at the end. It was just one score. Oh. And we, we were leading at the half. Picked up a couple of injuries in the second and just, yeah, it just slipped. It just slipped. That's probably your worst game as well because you didn't win. No. Oh, your, no. I had far worse games than that. What's the low point? Uh, the low point was when we lost to Edinburgh by 78 points. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was horrific because up until that point, our historic record against Edinburgh was... 17 and 3 I think mm-hmm. and we never beat them again it was just that was the turning point that was mm. the point that everything just went I would have said the time in Newcastle we had to stop at half time because we travelled out to Newcastle uh, with what, that was, 15 that was boys crap but we kind of saw that coming yeah <laughs> I mean let's be honest we did You're going up against like the division like, or the second for the top division Newcastle yeah no, they were, yeah, they were the top they of the division top. and they were the class of the division yeah. as well. I and mean, we I think they went to the Brit Bowl that year, yeah. so... And then we fucking showed up with 15 boys. <laughs> I went off... No, with... we had 21, didn't we? I don't know. I don't even know if it was that many, but like injuries, because to, to one guy got... Well, that's it. We had 21 at the start mm. and 15 at half time. Joe got the probably worst hit I've ever seen in my entire life. Remember the boy absolutely blindsided him? I... Newca- no, but I was probably busy at the time. Newcastle linebacker just the ball had not even caught, so there was no reason to block him. Joe was not paying attention, and it was almost like something. Like <laughs> Surely not. Do, do, Joe do, do. not playing attention. Oh man, it was brutal, absolutely brutal. Yeah, but it's a bad game to not be paying attention or not be focused on it. Play by that's, play when that whistle goes. And that's the ball a snapped. lesson that you learn very, yeah. very quickly. Well, you do not let your guard down whilst you're in play. So everyone, because you are going to die. Everyone that remembers the first time they got wiped out. Oh yeah. So what was the what was yours? Uh, that was against. Do you know what? It was actually in about my. I think it was my third game against East Kilbride Pirates. Um, who at the time that was when we were still in Div One, um, and they were. Well, they were going to be promoted to the Premiership that year. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew it. Um, so they were effectively a Premiership team uh, playing in Div 1. And, yeah, I just remember... I mean, we, we had a horrific time because we had, at the time, Fraser and Duma were both in the GB squad. Mm-hmm. But GB had a game, so we were... And Lars was unavailable due to work, so our three best players were out. 
<laughs> it was it was so desperate that that was the moment that Ross kitted up for that season. Oh wow! Um, and yeah, I just I don't even remember it particularly well because I did pick up a concussion in that game. <laughs> but I do remember one of the few times we actually got the ball moving, um, toss to the left, left guard pull, boom, I'm away, bang, I'm done. It, it, honestly, it was about four steps, and I was just annihilated. So, it is like you can remember the impact. Yeah, I got earholed by a guy in from Newcastle when we played them at home. Thought I was about to catch a guy who caught an interception. <laughs> no, no, I was made to feel like a small child. Yes, <laughs> special teams was always more fun for that though. It was better to do it though than to receive. Yeah, always one of those things where it's better to give than receive. <laughs> Swap out, <laughs> lads, lads, lads. I know yeah. it feels it feels wrong without dots here to make some sorry. Hey oh, hey oh, there you go. That's yeah. the one. You'd be like, oh, the show has hit a new low. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a soft bastard. Isn't he? That's the other one. Love it? you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like say you've been out about so what now? About six months to a year now since you've officially six months. Yeah. Six months since you officially called be. it a day. What have you been doing with yourself? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Eating a lot and discovering that I can't. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, figuring out a new sort of training program for the gym, getting myself back into that. Um, but yeah, not a lot apart from that. Went on an epic holiday. That was good. <laughs> oh, I did want to ask you about. So you, you did mention earlier a, a big hurricanes night out that happened at the weekend. Yes. Yes. Uh, we. This was the reason that you didn't get the train through and have a couple of beers the night. That would be right, yeah. So what, what went uh, We saw off the final Thompson brother on his stag night. So Graham, Graham. Um, yep, big Graham Thompson. Hurricane OG, proper yes, Hurricane OG. That man was like... Scored the I'm, Hurricane's very first touchdown. I've never seen a man who, like, when he's not on the pitch, moves like an older guy yes. who, who hurts like a bastard. But as soon as the ball snapped, it's just fucking quick. Yeah. Just like a pure football in oh, yeah. brain. He's a football animal. Him, him, Bruce, and Fraser, the Thompson brothers, are mm-hmm. fucking sensational at American yeah. football. Every oh, single yeah. one of them is like... I remember my favourite player I've you ever have, seen. You have no idea how Bruce is sensational. No one uh, does. Oh, but yes. But yeah, <laughs> the best one i ever seen, uh, if you remember this, it was against either Northumberland or Carlisle, and they played a, a punt return. So Bruce takes. <laughs> I the, wasn't there, but I don't. I Bruce know the story, Bruce yeah. takes the return, and Fraser cuts off to the right, just as looking like he's blocking, but then stops on the halfway line after Bruce has ran up, laterals it right across the park to Fraser, while the entire Northumberland defence is piled over, and he runs at him, and oh my fucking god, I lost my because <laughs> I wasn't even on the field at that point. I wasn't on special team. I was watching, and I just. Could, that was like the ultimate thick king moment, like the cojones <laughs> to just do it and pulled it off beautifully. Like, oh, it was magnificent. That's just what those two do. Though. Okay. They're just ridiculous. So it was uh, like um, when Fraser used to play running back, it was like the, the trick play the Hurricanes had was Fraser would take the snap and throw it to Bruce instead of the other way around. <laughs> oh, flea flicker. That's somewhat that, yeah. Oh, man, those were the days. Um, anyway, so final stag do, how did it go down? Yeah. Oh, it was good. Uh, we went to went up to Scott Carts go karting in the afternoon because uh, Graham loves his F one. Mm. So we did that. Um, I never live it down because Joe beat me in the final race, so he's the fastest of the fat lads. Oh, but well, I also broke my go kart twice. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> how did you break your go kart? 
<laughs> well, the first one was at the end of qualifying. Um, I just ran a little wide coming out of a corner and clipped the barrier and the wheel came off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It sounds quite unsafe. I was going to say, yeah, it was, um, I was being like... The engine packed in, the steering wheel came off, not a fucking wheel went flat. <laughs> <laughs> Seatbelt broke. Okay. <laughs> nope. <laughs> wheel off completely. Nice. It was a good one. Um, and then in the race, the second one was just mechanical, the chain broke, so. <laughs> that wasn't my fault, that just happened. <laughs> right. But after that, for the last five or six laps, they gave me uh, a go-kart with brand new cold tyres on it. And I now understand why they warm the tyres on Formula One cars. Yeah, because you don't have any grip on the road. You have no grip at all. I spun four times in three corners. Yeah. It just sounds to me like you're not very good at go-karts. I'm very that's, good at go-karts. That's the problem why average person, you know, most average people can't drive, you know, a lot of faster cars or couldn't drive a Formula One car because they're not able to drive it fast enough to keep the heat in the tyres to yeah. actually keep them on the road. Yeah, go, I remember so. that on Top Gear. I think was it Hammond, Hammond the Hammond Formula One car? Yeah. yeah, and he was like, "It's un- it's uncontrollable." And they were like, "That's because you're not going fast enough." Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, no. So uh, go kart. Who actually won that in the end? Dave Robertson. Oh shit! He is a sneaky little. <laughs> You figure that the weest and the lightest guys are generally going to be the best for the well, go-karts. Yeah, the top... Oh, Dave's not small. No, is no, Dave's no. an absolute beast. Uh, Dave's about Jordan's size, but thinner. <laughs> he is in shape, Andrew, yes. He is in shape, <laughs> indeed. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was Dini and Gilray, because they're tiny, and Robin Taylor, because he's built like a cocktail stick. Um, he's also a referee. <laughs> I know. And Dave. Dave, uh, they were the four fastest by... Some margin. Dini is also again. He's a fucking freak. <laughs> like, and I'm going to basically because I remember he's he's so he's a wee guy, but mm-hmm. fuck me, is he strong? It's oh, like yeah. Ant Man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. absolutely tiny. But like, I've went up. I remember the first time I never like went in properly and like just a, <laughs> a, a fucking just like the bull ring. And he came in after that. You went, you went. Oh, it's just Dini. He's no, because I'd put somebody bigger out. I can't remember who it was. Another lineman. I'd put in. It was like the first time I ever put anyone out in a building. I was like a fucking dancer. I'd have that. And then Dini walked in. I was like, yes, here we go. Bang, square on my arse. Square <laughs> on my arse. Was not prepped for Dini at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember. Remember when we used to do the tackle drill where you're both lying down and Ross gives one of you the ball, mm. and you have, both have to get up and running back has to either go through and the tackler has to make the tackle. He gave Dini the ball. And Dini is so quick, he was up off the ground, out the drill and halfway home by the time I stood up. We <laughs> <laughs> athlete. See me Chris Gilray. Sure, Chris Gilray. Yeah. Speaking to him at the the last um fucking the Super Bowl night. Gilray's yes. Gilray listens a lot. Shout out to Gilray. He does. Uh, so So we go, did that go and Carmen. then uh we went to the Boozy Cow for food. Nice. Um which was it was good. It was good fun. Uh, it ran up a horrendous bar tab. Nice. I mean, um, we were not a kick in the arse off for 500 quid. Um, and then just a few other pubs. Split how many ways? 16, 17. Oh, that's not too it's bad. It's not too bad, no. Uh, it's okay. It, was, it wasn't too bad. But. I'm actually slightly disappointed by that <laughs> number now. <laughs> well, I'm just saying there are a few guys there who were drinking Coke or... <laughs> Sniffing it. No, I'm only joining. <laughs> no, I'm only joining. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> I confirm nothing. No, that's not too bad actually when you think about it. That's when stopping off at one place as well, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But so when it just, arrives on the table, you look at it and you go, What? Is it just debauchery from there then? Yeah, uh, pretty much, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I've, we heard back from our... Graham uh, in a wedding dress. I don't know if you saw that. I've seen that. that. Yeah. Well, that's an image that will stay with me for a while. Yeah, it's um, not going away, is but it? But I did, I got because it was our good pal Reeve, who's doing the t-shirt, he was there, and he, he messaged me, just man. said that he is just in pieces. Yes. Oh, he was absolutely... Drunk Reeve, drunk Reeve, drunk Reeve is one of my most favourite people in the whole world. Yeah. Imagine oh, just yeah. a behemoth of a man just trying to squeeze the love out of you, right? <laughs> but also just give you all of his. Yes. Yep. Do you remember uh, Billy's wedding? Yes. When we all went outside to get that photo taken, and me and Reeve had... Billy up on her shoulders. I was having to hold on to Billy, but also hold on to Reevee to stop him walking away because he didn't know where he was or what he was doing. And he didn't realise that he had Billy on his shoulder. <laughs> I was like, no, you can't go. <laughs> Liability and a big guy. Uh, yeah. Very good at making t-shirts, so. Yeah. <laughs> As you all see soon. <laughs> Shameless plug. Can yourself. Uh, always, I just want to touch on it before, before we start talking random shit. Yeah, you've started doing some blogging. Yes, I have. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of your fault, actually. Because, <laughs> um, I don't know, I did... I always enjoyed, like, writing an English class at school. Mm. Um, and I did do some really embarrassing fan fiction, which hopefully is no longer on the internet and things. Oh, what was it for? What was it for? Star Wars. Nice. <laughs> what Porn else was it, was, it, was it pornographic? I was born in the, It was not. Ah. Calm down. <laughs> I will not <laughs> Sorry, carry on um, Which hopefully is no longer on the internet Although they say the internet never forgets oh, So it's probably them when I get him. You'll do well to find it I have no idea how you could um, And yeah, I, again that was something that went by the wayside As you know, you adjust to full time work And then The life is slowly stamped out of you Yeah, something yeah. like that And um, <laughs> And yeah, the football took over for a very long time, mm -hmm. and that takes up a lot of time because you're training. And I was involved in a lot of off-field stuff for a while as mm. well, and that takes up a horrendous amount of time. You wouldn't believe it. Um, and then, but over the last couple of years, I've sort of stepped, started to step away from football, um, and just thought, you know, as well, you started this, and. I've seen how much you and Dots get out of it, you know, mm. just having a forum to express mm. yourselves. It doesn't matter if nobody listens. Yeah, we've always said that. It's nice that people do listen. But <laughs> like we, we got here when we nobody was listening, we were doing it on bumpers, so. Yeah, okay. I was listening. Thanks, man. Because um, I remember I sent that to you about three shows, four shows in. It was just like, it's like sitting, having those long chats that you have on the bus. Mm-hmm. Long games because I, mean, I was a lot better at that than I was at playing football. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all were. Because um, I mean, what Newcastle, Northumberland, Carlisle, those were long bus trips. Yeah, so you're four and, um, hours there and back, and you're leaving early fucking doors, yeah. and then you got to try and keep the misses happy, and then you've got to try and <laughs> still make it to say, Oh, fuck me, man. So, yeah, it was, it felt a bit like that, and I just thought. Well, you know, I don't have anyone to go in on with me and I'm not sure I could really keep a podcast going, but I can write and I know mm -hmm. I can write. Um, so it's just right now I'm still in the very early stages. I'm mm -hmm. just finding my voice, figuring out what I want to say. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know what it's first going to turn into, but... The first one was about Spider-Man... Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, yeah. Spider because you're yeah. big into your, your comic books. Yeah, yeah, that's something that's really only come about in the last couple of years mm -hmm. uh, when I discovered there's an app called Marvel Unlimited and basically Marvel are still in the process of digitising their entire back catalogue. I mean, to give you an idea, there's 25,000 books on it at the moment. Mm -hmm. They've just passed that mark a couple of weeks ago. 
Um, and I think they're only about two thirds of the way through the process. And you can get access to all of that for a tenner a month. Which, that's that's really that's, fucking that's amazing. That's so you really could go good. and yeah. what, look at any Marvel comic from. Excuse my ignorance. I'm not into that stuff. So mm-hmm. like, who's a Marvel one? Wonder Woman for fuck's sake. <laughs> Is that like? Yeah, but like one of those. So that means you could go back and read those you original back, comics you back, can go to back to episode to the first one. Captain America back in 1943. Wow. So all or those comics and all those characters and all yep. those. Th- I think it's as well to see for like, a tenor. I think this is all. That's pretty it's good. Understated a lot and a lot of because like you say, Andy, you guys like yourself that's not, maybe not into it. Yeah. Right. Like the the depth of storytelling that has went into these universes is unbelievable. Oh, I had no idea, actually, because I didn't... I'd read comics growing up, mm-hmm. but when you live in the UK, and particularly I lived in Aelith, like mm-hmm. tiny little backwater hole, mm-hmm. so there was nowhere to get that sort of stuff. So it was the occasional Batman anthology that might appear in the library, mm-hmm. or, you know, something would pop up, mm-hmm. and I'd grab it, see, like, an old annual in a charity shop or something, mm-hmm. and grab that. Um... And yeah, until I got the unlimited subscription, I mean, I got into it through the movies as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you return yeah. to these things. Um, but until I got into it, I had no idea the depth of that world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's incredible. It is It is some of the most original, innovative, inspiring writing mm. you can find. It's, it's great, I think, as well. It's, they can get away with almost anything because it's so fantastical. And that's why I think a yeah. lot of comic book movies fail when they try and realise it, because the fact the comic is when you're looking at them on the page, they can be whatever the fuck you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Whereas to try and translate that into film can sometimes be a bit more difficult because when you're actually looking at people doing it, it has to be a bit more realistic. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when it's just ink on a page, and they can do whatever the fuck they want. That's something that I'm... I'm I did a bit on Captain Marvel. Did you read? Have you I've read not that read that one, one yet. Not read no. that one yet. Touch on that, on that. It's interesting to see where the MCU is going to go from here mm-hmm. because they have to deal with a problem that the comics don't. They have characters that age. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, because you can't stop an actor aging yeah. as much as Robert Downey Jr. looks like he has. That's true. Um, That's what happens. Coming off a smack will do for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then That's going true. on to steroids. Uh, and yeah. 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 A TRT. Uh, so they're going to have to deal with the fact that their characters age mm-hmm. and what they're going to do with that. So that's a big difference that the MCU has from the comics because Steve Rogers still looks exactly the same as he did in 1940 in the mm-hmm. comics, which they play off as this mm-hmm. is the super soldier serum, but no one else ages either. Yeah. So, or if they do, it's very, very, very slowly. Yeah. Um, or it's a storyline so... about an old version of them. Yes. They old don't, man they don't Logan. Don't like actually have a periodic. It's, yeah, it's just that 50 got, years from... That got thrown out in... Uh, Gwenpool, who you won't know anything about, but she's a very, very cool little self-referential character. And in our second last book, they talk about superhero aging, and it's like, yeah, you either age really slowly or you age all at once in one big lump. Not looking at you, Logan. (laughs) (laughs) That's a funny joke, Andy, but you might not understand it. Yeah, it might have gone over my head a bit, but I'll just (laughs) smile and be polite. People are loving it. Because <laughs> um, I remember we we done that once we sat we went to go through to watch Ben Don't Break. And we oh, ended up, yeah, we yeah. ended up being the only two left drinking. We sat and talked about comic books for so long that I missed two trains. Yes, we did. <laughs> so you're you think so you've got that so that's two you've done now. Uh, how many are up there? I think there's four. 
Foo there's one, there's the Spider-Man one. Mm-hmm. Um, that was what kicked it off, actually, because obviously that got nominated for Best Animated Film. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's it tells you the difference between a superhero movie mm-hmm. and a comic book movie. Yeah. Like, it is a comic book thrown up on screen. Mm-hmm. Because it's animated, they can do whatever they want, and they do. It is amazing. It's a, it is a total just to look trip. At, yeah. Oh yeah, it's got to be seen. It is incredible. Can I say, as somebody who's not into that kind of stuff, but if I was, I could imagine I'd probably be more into going to watch a film that was animated like a comic mm-hmm. than yeah, one that was actors, uh, actors and actresses and CGI. Because even if you didn't I, care for I the would. story, and you could actually admire the fact and the work that's went into it. But not just that, but I appreciate also the points that Stosh is making there, where it, it's almost like they've got more um, freedom to to do more stuff and make it, you know, however you want to make it more expansive, mm-hmm. more impactful. Like I say, I mean, I, I've I've not seen it, so. But I mean, if that was me, I'd, I'd probably be something I'd be into, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I would mm-hmm. recommend anyone going to see it at the Spider Verse, even if you've no idea who Spider Man is or anything like that. Just go and watch that film because it's just. I can't wait for it to come out on Blu-ray. Yeah, I've already got it ordered. Oh, <coughs> it's just astounding. I'm just going to sit there for the whole weekend. <laughs> Do show us. I'm such a nerd. Folks still buy Blu-rays, aye. aye. Folks still oh, DVD I buy them players, for like that. <laughs> <laughs> I buy them for PlayStations, like... Andy. PlayStation. Well, yeah, fair enough. But like, it just... aye, it is, I don't know when the last person who bought just a Blu-ray player ever no. happened. Like, nobody does that. No, but like, still like buying Blu-rays, and I thought just figured everybody would be. Streaming. Well, see, I, I, I do yeah. mostly, but if it's if it's something special, like like, yeah. that, like an yeah. album, then like yeah. to own it, like in that respect. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I'm like with the, all the Avengers films. I want to have. I'm waiting until we hit Endgame, the next one will come out, and then I'll buy all the ones that have been released in some sort of. I've got display them because as I was saying, I've, I thought I bought them sporadically over the years, but it's the type of thing I'd want to present and actually have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Present. Present. <laughs> Look at my fucking DVDs. Look at that. You know what I mean? But I mean, like, like uh, my mum and dad have got all their favourite vinyl. They're all framed and hung up in the house. Because, like you say, they can get them on Spotify now, so they don't need to get the vinyls out, but they've got the the actual covers up, like, presented in the house. Yeah, so it, was, it was just, it was like a throwaway comment for me. But, yeah, I just, like, I don't buy DVDs. I don't really know folk. Any of my mates don't really seem to buy DVDs apart from... Clearly now like you guys. So. <laughs> and we're mates. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I can't think of anything else that I would go out and make a point of buying, but... Well, for me, yeah, it's, those just, ones it's just like vinyl and some DVDs, right? Yeah. Go on, Andy. Yeah, no, I feel like I've just thrown everybody pure right but, off guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know... I just, Anyone who listens knows you're not big on your movies, Andy. But if yeah, I know. If you <laughs> fancy the concept, then definitely give Spider Verse a go. I just it is if you only incredible. One of the five hundred different comic book comic films book, out there, yeah. just make it that. Way. I just thought the concept is that a comic book is animated, it's drawn, mm. and that you know then mm. going to watch a film adaptation of that would be probably for me personally more enjoyable watching mm-hmm. it animated like that rather than as well, I said, I think that's CGI with actors. It's and so brilliantly done as well because like. The whole idea is it's Spider Verse. There's six. There's six dimensions. The Spider Men from each dimension get thrown together, mm. but each of them is animated in a different style. Mm. So and they're all well, remnant of like styles that have been used across the yeah. different comic runs. So as well. like say Penny Parker in the the robot Spider Man, mm. their manga. Um, right. okay. 
Spider-Man Noirs, like 1930s sort of stop motion style almost. Yeah, voiced by fucking Nick Cage. Voiced by, by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Which had not been advertised at all. No. It was like, I was sitting in a cinema with Megan, I was just like, is that fucking Nick Cage? <laughs> yeah. That's probably because he makes so much shite these days. People would say, <laughs> like, I'm not going to watch that, man. He lost it 15 uh, years ago. I don't well, know, they man. Were, they National, National Treasure 1 and 2 are dope, by the way. The man's a legend. I mean, no matter what you consider of his films, Face the man off, is a man. legend. He's Face. either a stone-cold classic of a film <laughs> oh, or the most forgettable oh, yeah. thing oh, you'll terrible. ever see. It's, it's, oh. But, it's no nothing but the reason he does it no. is because he's, he's like rich, poor. Oh yeah, like he earns millions and millions of dollars, but he pays out like millions per month on shit. So he has to just do whatever the fuck he can. He's made some bad decisions, so yeah, he's he's got some big but bills. He's made to pay. some crackers. Oh, he's made some. I've not watched Face Off in a long time, but it was the last <laughs> time John Travolta didn't look like a Ken doll that been left next to an yeah. oven. <laughs> Sidebar: Did you see that weird video of John Travolta singing? It was all over Instagram for a few days. No, him and the wifey from Greece recently. Done a weird country music song. All right, okay. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> John Travolta looks like he's been carved out of stone, but like badly. Good times. <laughs> but anyway, that was a bit weird. <laughs> that was a weird sidebar. It was. John Travolta is straight on the Tom Brady shit list this week just for that behaviour. I've got somebody though. I've got somebody for this. All right, list, okay, so cool. He's we off. Can put them, we can he's off. Up. He can, he's there for a week with us an empty. <laughs> Uh, should we jump in a bit of a... Which one is going to do it? Bra or not? Yeah! Got a few in there later on. <coughs> yeah, fucker. Uh, I feel honest, I feel a lot of places where Mikey's not here. I just realised I did that thing that everyone talks about when they wait for the music. <laughs> Yeah, it, it doesn't happen. I sometimes do. No, as well. it doesn't. Happens off a mind later on. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah, we got a couple here. Uh, first of all, shout out to Stevie Mac. Ah, Stevie Mac. What's he saying? He's saying "Pimientos del Padron." Absolutely, bro. Oh yeah. And uh, that translates to oh, that translates to Padron peppers. That's what it is. <laughs> and again, I've never tried them. <laughs> Stosh. Nope. Oh, they are the best thing about going to Spain. They are like little jalapeno-sized green peppers. Right. Um, normally, they're sweet. One in every ten is hot. Not as hot as a jalapeno, but it has heat to it. And because you're not expecting it, it takes you by surprise. Uh, they serve them normally in Spain. They're just fried off in extra virgin olive oil, sea salt over the top. Boom. And they all are you need. Awesome. That's fucking all you need. They are Absolutely off of brilliant. Your, your off of that there, I'm going to say bra. It's yeah. the first time I've ever brought something I've never seen before or eaten. But I may be tempted to hit the spice rack a little to go with that sea salt, Ooh. but oh, that sounds good. I say bra, but I was wondering why he put that in, but if you notice on his Instagram, did I say this when he was on last week? No. How like he puts on his Instagram like he's having pints and that in Barcelona and that, and I uh. hit him up. It's like, when you're back from Barcelona, he's like, I'm not even there, mate. I just put it on my Instagram and noise folk up at college and noise folk up at work and they make them think I'm away on holiday drinking beers in the sun. I like, you fucking legend, That's bro, Stevie Mac. That's a double bro. That is so, a like double that. bro from me. Patron preppers go right into the bro pile. Good. Double, it got double broad by both of us and neither of us have eaten them before. No, nah, but it's just, strong. I like peppers, man. Strong, right. Here's one for Dylan Stewart. International football. 
<laughs> football, international football for non-Scottish people. Uh, <laughs> I think we're probably all a bit jaded because we've not had anything to celebrate for 21 years. An extremely long time, anyway. Uh, very long. Last time we were ever close to having something to celebrate, we were screwed out of it by a fucking linesman. <laughs> I'm just going to say now, football in general is a no for me, so... We'll, we'll touch on the, the rugby and sports. Oh, yeah. Uh, I still have to say, bro, it's just it's, it's a bit of a no because we're just no party at the moment. But uh, once we get back to the party... I don't mind competitive games. International friendlies for me, I, I think Well, they've done away with friendlies because you've got that UEFA League of Nations, yeah. which is actually a lot better. Once people started to understand what it actually meant, that was my favourite <laughs> thing about the League of Nations. So if we beat Finland and Croatia draw with Egypt and then... The Americans beat the Nigerians by 14 goals with no reply. <laughs> then Scotland have only got to play four qualifiers <laughs> to get into the next round of qualifiers. <laughs> I still say, bro, like, you know, it should be the pinnacle of football is playing for your country. Forget, but it's not Champions League and that mm. kind of thing is, but... Yeah, it's a bro for me. me. Uh, football is generally a no for me, but a good international match like Colin Spain or something like that, mm. that's worth watching. That's, that's still worth watching. That's a bro. So yeah. I don't know what you Dills will never tell us what he was saying. So I'm going doesn't to matter. It's going in the brawl of fame, regardless. This was a bit of a weird one from Chris Kassar. Dodgy Spotify or Sky in brackets paying for hacked accounts, bro or no? Asking for a friend. <laughs> Why would you be? Paying for a hacked Spotify account. What does he mean by that? Oh, just says, can you do that? Maybe it's a one-off payment and you get to hack into somebody's account mm. rather than a monthly subscription. Stop being such a cheap cunt and just fucking pay the ten in a month. Yeah. I don't understand why you need to pay for Spotify because I have it free and there's never any ads on it. It's just a thing on my laptop pops, pops up and you just hit the X and close it down the window. Doesn't even interrupt. <laughs> <you. laughs> no, when you're listening on your phone, there's fucking rakes of them. There's there hardly is. any on my laptop, man. You'd be all right though, Andy, because if you've got uh, an AC.UK email address, you can get an academic membership. It's about three pound a month instead. I still refuse to pay for this. I thought you probably would. <laughs> Another one of the student discounts that Andy Max missed out on. No. I never ever knew about that. But then I've had no inclination to pay for it. So I'm going to say no. I'll just pay the money if yeah, I want I'm it. Yeah, I'm going no. Nah. I don't work for all that money to get into hacking things. Nah. Yeah, didn't, didn't I pay for that, Chris? You'd be much better sponsoring Monkey Sword Fight okay, every nah. single month on you Patreon. You've got fucking rakes of stuff you can listen to, mate. Nothing yeah. dodgy here. <laughs> All above board. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mark Miller. Shout out to Mark Miller. Asda, make your own pizza. <laughs> Bro. Bro. The value for money is incredible. <laughs> he is not wrong. Oh, I'm going to have to fucking agree. Like, they're big meat fish with jalapenos on it. <sighs> Bro. All the way. Bro. Go custom. Big 14 inch pizza. Chorizo, pepperoni, jalapenos, extra cheese. Boom. That's, That's pretty much what I would have But I would have swapped to the jalapenos For black olives It's awesome as well because they use Beast. They use proper Pickle. fresh jalapenos Not pickled ones Okay, And they're, oh, they're just delicious I'm fucking starving, I'm just hungry So <laughs> <laughs> that's a bra Oh yeah, oh, oh, all day uh, Next one here is Greg Tarbit right, Tarby. Congratulations to you and your lady uh, Their baby not that long ago Nice Good one, Shagger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reese's Sweets. I just discovered them two weeks ago. It's a big bra from me. 
As in like Reese's peanut butters. Uh, you only just discovered them. I, I was Tarby. I was thinking, how the fuck's that happen? Yeah. I know. Those things are glorious. Oh the best. That was football fuel for five years. Uh, <laughs> peanut butter chocolate spread sandwich. Yeah. Having me some of that all day. No. Peanut bro? butter cut off. Yep. Massive bro. bro. Fucking hell. Rapid fire for them boys. I didn't even got to <laughs> fucking live cast any of them. Fuck it. Sorry. <laughs> That's Mikey's job. That's because anyway. Dots isn't here. That's it. I know I did. He's good at, well, no, I say he's good at the hanging. That's one of the biggest bits of feedback we get. Is why are we always looking at Mike's pass when other folk are talking? Because <laughs> <laughs> Mike just likes to get himself out there. That's no, because he's reading the comments. Oh, to, uh, that was true. a bit of feedback that my mate gave weeks ago, and that was his response. So, we'll miss you, It's because he was coming. <laughs> he was good. It used to be. Used to be. If if any lineman got downfield at football, Mike would run away. So that must be what it is. Any favourite memories of Mike Dots playing American football? Mike Dots actually delivered the hardest hit I ever experienced on a football pitch. Really? Yes. Uh, we were playing against Glasgow. Uh, there was, I think we only had eight, we only had eighteen players, uh, so it was a both ways all day job for me. <coughs> Big eating beforehand, um, and yeah, tackled the running back at the line of scrimmage, but he was still on his feet, and I had you know wrapped mm. him up. But he was still on his feet, still trying to run, dragging my 18 and a half stone at the time. Nice. Um, and then the next thing I knew, I was lying flat on my back with him on top of me and a sore head. And it was because Mikey Dots had come through and just wiped him out. Nice. Um, so much as he ran away at training, he was not afraid of contact. What guy? He, oh, that hit was unbelievable. Never got to play with Mike. No, I didn't think you two ever no. actually got he the field together. He never, He never came back. <laughs> didn't want to fuck with me. That's what it was. That's Trey it. Bag. Uh, so, uh, we've done some more sports. Shall we do a little bit of sports? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Yay. Think so. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get ready to. Good weekend for the sport, bad weekend for people switching the game off at halftime. Or 20 minutes in, like I did. Scottish rugby. The biggest, was it the highest scoring draw and the biggest comeback ever in Six Nations history? Yeah, it would be, yeah. So I, would, for, for I those, would think that would be pretty safe. It's yeah. also the first time any team has ever scored six tries at Twickenham. Really? Wow. No team had ever scored more than five until the game at the weekend. Well, for those who don't know what we're talking about, Scotland played England in the Calcutta Cup in the final game of the Six Nations on Saturday. The first half was what can only be described (laughs) as a spanking. Yep. (laughs) Scotland had their pants pulled down and their bottoms slapped red raw for 40 minutes and it was 31-nothing. 31-7 at halftime. 31-7 at halftime. So, me, (laughs) along with (laughs) majority of other people I've seen on Facebook... Fucked it off at half time and went about their business. Which, as I say, means you made it 20 minutes further than me. Yeah. And then <laughs> I went back onto Facebook about an hour later or whatever it was and just to see Sam Ross, playing the made Sam Ross, put up, what a comeback. Like, what <laughs> fuck do you mean, what a comeback? Switched on and it was 36 31 Scotland. I was like, I still managed 30, to fucking 31. blow it though. I know, you know I mean? oh, but I had to leave the thing is as well for like for the, all that I didn't watch for that last four minutes I turned on, I instantly was like fuck, 
I had to leave the room when England were like four yards for the line because I was like, I can't fucking watch it. I just yeah. can't watch it. But the fact that what I thought was hilarious was that the England players were furious. Oh, yeah. Like, they oh, were, they oh. completely went to pieces. Like Oh, man. They, when Scotland scored their third try, which, and I don't think we were even 10 minutes into the second half, that England team just went to pieces. Mm. And, um, and they were able to take advantage, which was beautiful. Oh, I was I just I couldn't fucking believe it. But it's the most extreme difference in two halves I've ever seen in any game of anything ever mm-hmm. anywhere. It was unbelievable. But as you can't beat a comeback as well. Though. Oh yeah. Like in any well, sport. Except when it's the Patriots. Same as the Patriots. <laughs> <sighs> ah yeah, and but a comeback is like I ain't got encumbers like I'd rather a comeback than like a five or six nil win. Do you know what I mean? Like for the for the all the time it's on, it's an absolute nightmare. Mm. But then for that like a last minute one or, or fucking like coming for like three down and beating mm-hmm. somebody four three, ah, it's just the best thing in the world when you see it live. Like saying that was new uh, West Ham. Here's a wee tip. I've got a Andy Mac. He'll appreciate this. So I've got a notification on my betting app of my choice. So a wee triple for Saturday. Had a fiver in my account. I didn't know about. Bung that on. It was Norwich, Villa, and West Ham. Something like ninety one. Belter. Fucking so new West Ham are three one down with about fifteen minutes to go and I'm getting offered like a pound or something on my fucking apps. I was like, fuck, I'll take that and I'll stick on a big stupid accumulator tomorrow. Uh. Wouldn't you let me do it? Wouldn't you let me do it? So like, oh, fuck it. Chucked it away. Get a notification fifteen minutes later, three all West Ham. I was like, Oh yeah, oh. fuck. <laughs> Stoning about my living room like that. Just need to score, refresh, refresh. And then they scored it <laughs> in the ninety third minute or something. They chuff not have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> Just jumping in the living room like, Yeah fuck <laughs> So that was a nice wee one. So uh, shout out to Willie Hill and their wee Saturday afternoon deal. <laughs> so you'd appreciate it as a gambling man. I'm not a gambling man. But a man who appreciates a decent one. I appreciate a bit of homework and what I consider a safe bet. Fuck you then. Yes. <laughs> nah, nah, in all fairness, a win's a win, mate. Aye. Better than a loss. Did you, uh, did you happen to watch any of the UFC this weekend? I did indeed. I was delighted it was in London this weekend because it meant I could start watching it uh, around about half five, six o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the morning. Yeah, so I was like, nice, I can actually like watch this up, do the post-presser and that. On YouTube and then fucking go to my bed. Half eleven, <laughs> fucking sorted. Standout fight of the night for you? Mm, probably uh, Georgie Masvidal and Darren Till. The fact a... that afterwards then he gave Leon Edwards the three piece and the soda. <laughs> it's just like, my boy. I don't know if you know this, though. The boy, there was the lover puddling boy Darren Till got. Now, possibly the deepest knockout oh, I've seen for a long time. Oh, his head bang off the like, canvas, man. You know, usually, oh, wow. I saw that, yeah, you know, usually they get hit. And then like, a couple of seconds later, they're coming back together. He was still sleeping. Oh, he was away. Yeah, like, I saw that, that oh, on Facebook. Man. There was a BT Sports highlight yeah. video. Yeah. And I just looked down in time to see that punch hit. And he oh. was sleeping. He was yeah. completely gone. Like. And he was, as, but the thing is, is that, was that two losses out of three for Darren Till at the minute? He's lost his last two fights in a row. Lost two fights because it was Woodley. Woodley beat him, Wood, submitted him. Woodley tapped him and he's been sparked out. And the boy's only 26. Yeah, but I think I wonder if that knockout's you know partly down to the fact that he has to cut so much weight to get down to welterweight that he's still dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think might also be interesting, Dan Hardy made this point. I think it's a very very good point that he'd be better to go up to middleweight because it might also work in his favour not being 
the biggest guy in every mm. fight. Yeah. It might force him to try and fight a bit differently. Because yeah, I remember um, this after, I think it was his, his first big fight in the UFC, so two ago where he won. Well, he beat Cowboy he beat Cowboy. He, he beat, uh, debatably beat Wonder Boy. Right, um, but it's like these, so he was, he was growing about how he's a big lad. But he says he's easily making these cuts, and then by the time he goes back into the ring, he is much heavier. Yeah. But I like because I, it's not good. We had Paul talked about mm. seeing the state of McGregor when he fought Chad Mendes and looked like he'd OD'd on something like yeah. skeletal. It's not healthy for you. So I just I wonder how much that has to play. Now I didn't have a bet on the USC this weekend. The only one I was looking at before it was uh, the Till Masvidal fight to end just by KO or TKO mm-hmm. by either guy but I was only getting evens on it and I didn't really feel like slapping 20 quid on it for a fight I would go everything in my heart is telling me that's going to be the case mm. but if I stick 20 dabs on this at evens it's only better than I I've not got a spread covering or any accumulators or anything going to keep me tying over in case right. it doesn't come in as I could I bet you I'd end up going five rounds and of course fucking a round and a half and it was over so I was a wee bit disappointed but what are you gonna do? So yeah, I watched that. It was it was all right. It was just it was just nice to have it on at a fucking decent time, man. <laughs> you know, this, I think that's having to go to my bed and get up or stay up it just it fucks me the next day, man. That's it. I I used to, I love the UFC, man. But I find myself only staying up for fights now. Really, a folk I know, which happens less and less. I've not watched for so long because, like you say, it's, it's on at three in the morning. So even if you record it. Then I've got a wee man's football and this and the next thing and try to spend time with the missus and it's like try to find time to just put three hours aside. I, I keep thinking I want to get the fight pass just so the fact is I could get up first thing in the morning and just watch it on my laptop. But the problem is you don't get the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. So I still need to get either a stream going for that or somebody to give me their BT Sports login. So it's, until they get the pay-per-views included in it, maybe did something that cost Ken fifteen, fourteen ninety-five a month or something. Then it's just going to be a pain in the arse, man. After McGregor Aldo, man, I'm hesitant to stay up that late for anything that might last 14 <laughs> but, seconds. But that's what I'm saying. If you've got the pay-per-views included in the fight pass thing, yeah. then you could just get up the next morning. Don't look at your phone. Don't turn on Google Chrome on your laptop. Mm. Just get fucking USC loaded up and sit and watch it. Aye. Instead of this fucking up all night to watch it. And then you sleep until two o'clock the next day. Your fucking day's gone. With the very real possibility that it lasts <laughs> thirty seconds. Exactly. exactly. That man, I honestly took me twenty five minutes to defrost my car because it was in the middle of December. Still <laughs> fucking raging about that. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple of stories I could tell about that night, but I can't really tell them because we're, we're on air and I have to keep a lot of stuff out. So Should I find that one on the Patreon. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I, you know, might just chuck that in there as a wee extra later. I'll tell you the story about what happened at McGregor Aldo. <laughs> I think that was all the sports I pretty much had this. Uh, there wasn't much else. Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been uh, laughing no. at Stephen Gerrard. Sorry um, this weekend because actually, Kim, it does bring me. It does mean it ties in with my <laughs> with my cunt of the week. As a journalist for the BBC, I've touched on him before. Tom English. Uh, you didn't like him, do you? He's a wee mort. He's fucking <laughs> like. He was getting on at Lenny for fucking celebrating the winner against Dundee. And uh, there was somebody who made a good point. Lenny said in an interview, he goes, I, I felt tremendous pressure taking this job for Brendan Rodgers 11 weeks to go. I really want to win the trophies for Celtic. And I'm a fan. And my team just scored a winner in the 96th minute. Do you know what I mean? To go 10 points clear. And this Tom English is like, ah, people celebrating like that's just fucking ridiculous. Just turn around and get on with it. I'm just I'm just going to say and this came from a Celtic supporting friend at work that that was the 96th minute of two minutes of injury time 
So <laughs> there is also know, that as there well. There is yeah. also that. It's, right, right. it's the old. Oh, Rangers won one nil. He scored the penalty. <laughs> came, with, came with her corner on Twitter. Tarrier time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. That's what, that's what Rangers fans are calling it. Tarrier time. Because you can bet if ninety seconds after the the night, if that had gone. 90 minutes, 90 seconds later, Dundee have got the ball, they're pressing Celtic's goal, that gets, that game See, Storch, that to me sounds like a conspiracy, and as a Celtic fan, you'll never hear one of those from me. No, never, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I know, but it makes me laugh, because, you know, the Rangers fans are complaining about that, but, you know, they're not complaining when they're getting four penalties at Ibrox. And, oh, no. You know, and then you lot are moaning about something else, and everybody else on the outside is just sitting there like, you Two sets of fucking supporters need to get a grip of yourself sometimes. You have no idea. You need to get a grip. Rangers and Celtic fans. Never. But I have to say old Slippy G this week. He's uh, he's been getting fucking pelters online. Um, Twitter's been... Did you and it's been quite funny to read some of it. Have you ever have you listened to any of the Clyde One phone ins? Oh god. Oh man. See any time that Rangers drop points, just search Clyde One phone in. And some of the fucking videos of these people, folk are going mental. Somebody's like Alex Ray said, uh, "It's a failed season if he's not won any trophies." The guys, like, you should. I think you should be apologising to us Rangers fans. <laughs> like, you should be ashamed of yourself. He's like, he's like no. <laughs> yeah, guys, just, just no. It was unbelievable. Oh, honestly. Anyway, when, I, when I used to work in Tesco, uh, that was always on on a Saturday night. The Radio Scotland phone in, and oh, it was a oh, it was. Tragic. <laughs> the it's be- just tragic. The best angel. I've seen this online. The one about Anthony Niemi. The Hearts fan He's points finished. in. He's 28. <laughs> Sorry. He's <laughs> finished. <laughs> He's finished. He's not finished. He's <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but aye, Tom English, anyway, is just fucking. He just seems like. You know, whenever I read one of his tweets slagging off either side of the old firm or any sort of Scottish football, I just think, you're the wee prick that never got to play football, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're a football journalist, because nobody would ever let you fucking kick a ball. Arsehole. He's straight on the turn pile for me. Fair enough. Yeah, he does talk a lot of shite sometimes. Does. So, um, it was, he was, he was, uh, you can't hold that against him. He's a football journalist. But the thing is, as well, it wouldn't well, he minute, writes about all... He writes yeah, about a lot of different These stuff. tweets were like within an hour of each other on Saturday. He slagged off... Uh, Neil Lennon for celebrating like that and then he slagged off the fact that nobody was celebrating at Twickenham so he was slagging off too much atmosphere he's like I only want the appropriate level of atmosphere at my sporting events clearly fuck yeah. off Tom English I, uh, I understand why they didn't celebrate at Twickenham because that game just slipped through their fingers well, he, he wasn't so much to celebrate he was like he was slagging off like the atmosphere in general wasn't very good that's because it's Twickenham because nobody that goes to Twickenham is actually interested in rugby what interested in pints? Well, yeah, Lads. no, it's a, it's a posh lads' day out in London. That's all it is. It's like Chelsea or Man U these days. Man That's City. What Twickenham's become at the empty every head. other every other <sighs> Six Nations venue is apparently awesome. Twickenham's. I've yeah. been. I went to one, one rugby I ever went to is Scotland visa Barbarians at Murrayfield. Oh, that would have been. It's fucking brilliant, man. I had yeah. a great time. Like, and that was I slagged off at the time because my girlfriend at the time, his mum had taken us. And she's like, you can't act like you're at football. <laughs> No, I, was, I was like slagging off the referee in that time. She's like, shut the fuck up. But the atmosphere was brilliant. And can, like, the mixed fans, I'm not usually a big fan of mixed fans, but for like an exhibition game, it was pretty good. But like, yeah. I don't want to sit next to fucking. Oh no, you sit next to the fans. You get in and you mix. That's it's what like the that Six Nations is all about. It's like that in American sports. You go to the baseball and I've done the basketball and that. It's all the same. All the fans just sit in with yeah, one another. Yeah, I've been in an NFL game. You just, yeah, you all sit I'm together. I'm being honest to me. 
can you imagine that in SPL? <laughs> I struggle with it a little bit. I'm more like, but then that's because I come from a football background, so I'm used to fucking. This is this is our end. That's <laughs> your end. That's your end. You fucking stay over there. And <laughs> <laughs> be give me the finger, you wee dick. <laughs> you, you wee bastard. <laughs> I love it. I love football. Hard man is when you're at the football and you see all the young team oh, getting a big lick straight away, and then as soon as they're inside the ground, they're up and their heads down. I yeah. must say we've got a very, very poor young team coming through at Dundee United at the uh. moment. I'm disappointed with <laughs> how fucking saft some of these boys are <laughs> and that's probably because they attended games with their moaning fathers for years and it's just worn them away <laughs> do you know what I mean they're just oh, it's a fucking it's horrible like, to, be fair, to be fair if you're coming there. through in the young team at Tanadice you've not had much to be proud of recently no the fucking atmosphere is terrible at the moment man. I always love folk who like grudgingly go to the football and they hear them like ah, fucking 30 quid to come and watch this pish I was like no one has made you buy that ticket mate <laughs> that's very true it's usually a casual sign for me because anybody who's really there for it has got a season ticket. Uh, you know what I mean? Andy McLoyal. You should hear the boys <laughs> that stand around me at Tanadice, man. It's like literally 30 seconds in, first me misplace. Oh, for oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. Ken, you fucking done it, you fucking idiot. Hey, Ken, what's he playing for, eh? <laughs> and you're just like, oh, fucking, you're just like, shut up, man. Are you talking you know, about, eh? Yeah, just like, shut up. It's annoying, is it? That's another Dundee thing, I remember. <laughs> Saying, is it after a sentence? Nothing wrong with that. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That sports done, man. Uh, I'm sports. in a bad mood. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's go to... Let's, let's start. So, Stosh has brought a book with him, so should we go into what we've been watching and listening to? Yeah. What have you been watching and listening to this week? There we go. The music goes in there. That's the rest. <laughs> Just have to imagine. I know, I waited for it again. <laughs> 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 heavy, heavy trolling over here in the producer's chair. <laughs> Just wait, push it. Nah, <laughs> hey, push what, mate? <laughs> push what? I'll jump in first. Then I've got. Um, I started watching the, the disappearance of Madeline McCann on Netflix. Oh man, fuck! So I'm gonna be maybe four episodes in at the moment, and it's starting to show you the bit where the the Portuguese police were obviously getting pressured for the government to shut it down, and immediately just like arrested or they questioned two guys. And even though they hadn't been arrested, hadn't been formally charged, there was no actual evidence other than there were two guys nearby. They released their names to the press and the worldwide press. <laughs> and you're just thinking, fuck, even if they found nothing, no evidence, nothing substantial to link these people to it, that's your name fucked forever. You're always going to be the guy that was questioned about Madeleine McCann. But the Portuguese police, they absolutely fucked it at the start, like... There's no quick response. The crime scene had been fucking trampled over by all these different officers. Bananas. Can't actually rate it yet because like I'm only sort of four episodes in, but it's going to be a bit. You've seen it already. There's been a lot of folk piping up on Twitter and that talking about it. Cause so it's, it's a strange point to make though because our parents have done quite well at being connected. Oh, yes. <laughs> definitely. That's what I'm saying. We've not got to that part. I'm imagining that's going to be later in the documentary is the flip side of it is all the stuff that's been fired on the Spoiler mechanics. alert. She doesn't get found. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, weird one. Um, well, that is a weird, weird story, though. Uh, I, is, man, don't, I don't think I'm going to watch that. Thing is, I wish I hadn't started, but like, I think the reason I watched it is because it's, it's one of those things that you scroll past a million different 
photos and Aye. like meme, not memes, but things that have like lists of the evidence against the police, lists of the evidence against traffickers, against the McCanns, and you're never sure what's just Facebook, like Facebook fiction, and what's actually been released from the report. So I want to get a better understanding because obviously, like, ah, the parents did it. The parents did it. Goes well. I'd like to actually watch it, be presented with some information, and then make my own. Because like, it's like the Michael Jackson thing. We don't know for sure, mm-hmm. but you can only make your opinions based on what you know. So. Plus, you've got to fill the time somehow. Are any of the reports of that publicly available? I think there's probably quite a bit of information that's publicly available. Hmm. But like, it's, that's, what, that's why I was quite interested to watch it. It was something I didn't really have an opinion on, hmm. other than somebody saying to me, ah, it was definitely the parents. I was, well, as a parent myself, I couldn't imagine doing that. Hmm. So I'd like to actually see... First things first for me is, why would you leave a three-year-old in the house by yourself, no matter how close you were to the place? That's what baffles me. Yeah, I remember we yeah, thought. I thought it's just that. Just no. I remember I thought Riley went missing once years ago. Mm-hmm. Me and his mum and him had fallen asleep on the sofa after swimming. I wake up, Riley's nowhere. Front doors open. I'm fucking fleeing at the door, running round the North Inch, literally bolted round it twice, like shaking people like Harrison Ford, like where's my wife? <laughs> like, have you seen my boy? Where's my phone? So, and then like giving these people no explanation. So just shaking these folk, telling them my three-year-old's <laughs> missing and then bolting off and there's like, what? <laughs> the craziest thing, I, I'm going to sound like Eddie Bravo here, the craziest one that I've heard is that in fact, she's not even real, that it's all been a story and a cover made up to allow perhaps MI6, something like that, to funnel millions and millions of pounds in a certain way to move a lot of money. <laughs> Crazy, Fuck. yeah. I thought the, the best yeah, that one... That is out there. The best that, one I, that's out there, but trust me, it's not... The best one, well, only the wildest one I heard was wasn't nowhere near as weird to that, was the British government covered up the McCanns doing it because Jerry McCann's one of only 50 specialist heart surgeons in the UK. That's another one. That's Twitter. Spoiler alert, by the way, as well, just to finish off, Riley had snuck into the towel cupboard because he thought it'd be funny to hide <laughs> and then <laughs> fell asleep. And as I was making my third lap or he inch, my he phone died, it. went back to the house and they'd found him half an hour earlier. But because my phone had died, they couldn't have fucking phone me. <laughs> and I've been running about greeting my eyes out around the inch. Little bastard. <laughs> um, other than that, I... Um, oh, what the fuck's this song? I found a new band on Spotify. Can I, every now and again, they do the Discover playlist. Mm. They're just chucking us up. Sometimes they absolutely fucking kill it. And I got... What was it? Mm-hmm. A band called LA Symphony. Uh, a song called King Kong. Um, I think it's just a duo, it's like a hip-hop, sort of old school, it's got a bit of a Wu-Tang, Jurassic 5 type feel. Um, listen to a couple of their songs, absolutely banging. So the two songs I listened to, I'm going to give a six bananas, but it's on my save songs now, I'm going through that album as I can, but LA Symphony, a song called King Kong, absolute banger. Uh, Stosh, yourself? Um, two episodes from the end of Umbrella Academy. Oh, mate. That is awesome. So fucking good. Like... Netflix originals uh, can be variable. Mm-hmm. Some of them are really good. Some of them are a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Some of them are awful. Uh, Umbrella Academy is just amazing. Mm. It is absolutely brilliant. That's another one I'd maybe I'd recommend to someone who's not massively into like comic book films as well because it's 
it's sort of fan. It's not so much fantasy, but it's out. It's outside the norm of like, yeah, superhero. It's just, it's just a weird world. Yeah, it's not the the, the power stuff isn't big. It's not a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the setting for this dysfunctional family story. Yeah. That's afraid what it is. Yeah, it's, there's, it's not even the superhero, but it doesn't even really come into it. It's more no, not at all. the relationships between these people who are superhumans. Mm-hmm. That and the music's fucking brilliant. Too. Oh, the music's awesome. Yeah. <coughs> Um, and yeah, it's good to get back into something that's not mainstream comic as well. Yeah, because it's dark horse. It's a much smaller house, and mm-hmm. it's a much smaller yeah sort of story. So that's been awesome. Uh, Baptiste on BBC One. We've heard about that? this. This is their big Sunday night drama. A um, couple of years ago, they ran a show called The Missing um, about. Strangely enough, a young girl getting abducted. Yeah, I think a my mum soldier in Germany. I'm pretty sure Mama Pat's told me about that one. Yeah, um, and part of the story of that was this French detective who'd been involved in the original case when she'd first gone missing, like eight years earlier or something. Mm-hmm. Him, when she reappeared, that was it. She or they thought that she reappeared, and he got involved in the case again, and it it was a really really weird show. But he was, like, the most popular character because everyone loves the detective, doesn't they? Yeah. So they've started... The, it's a new series, so it's just him. He now lives in Amsterdam. Um, this guy comes to him saying, oh, my niece has been abducted. And it sort of just unravels from there. And it is... Again, it's, it's weird, but it's really, really good. Um, it's all about, like, sex trafficking and... Mm. Remaining in underworld gangs, all that sort of stuff. Folk getting their head chopped off with chainsaws. It's, Fuck cool. It's See what like... you want about the BBC, man. Some of the dramas that they bounce out are fucking oh, yeah. brilliant. I we, mean, there we, was The Bodyguard earlier in the year. That I heard a lot about awesome. that. Oh, you, that's you, we, we talked about it in the last show, and then you, you clapped back about it. it was uh, Life on Mars. Life on Mars, yeah. Life on Mars and Ashes <laughs> to Ashes, man. <laughs> they were amazing. They were quality. They were show, brilliant. Man. Fucking love but that you John Sim. yourself to the Jean Genie. I mean, that was purely because on. of the jacket, man. It was purely because of the jacket. That's all it was. <laughs> the Jean Genie. Life on Mars was by far the better. Oh yeah, too. definitely. Oh, it yeah. was. It yeah. was. Yeah. Quality. But, um, Ashes to Ashes was good as well. Yeah. It had its moments. It's a good point with the BBC. They do make some excellent dramas. They do make some shite. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But um, but the their their ratio of excellent to shite is a lot better than Netflix or mm. ITV. Yeah. yeah. It's Netflix. It's just too much on Netflix. Yeah, it's just is. too much that fucking is. content. Oh, also been watching Big Mouth. I've heard a lot about this. I need to give us a bash. Oh, you do. It so when we go brilliant. back, what, what are you giving Baptiste Banana wise? Oh, B- B- Baptiste. Uh, there's still one show to go, but I give it a solid, a solid seven. Nice. It, it'll hold your interest. Okay. Um, we'll see how it finishes. Mm-hmm. Um, it does star uh, Tom Hollander, who oh. I think is just an absolutely phenomenal actor. Um, He's more famous for doing the whole sort of bumbling Englishman thing. Mm-hmm. Which um, one's he again? He's he's a wee guy. Uh, he's kind of forgettable because he's not really had a lot of lead stuff. Is he the guy Have with sort seen... of the... He looks like he's got a bit of a Muppet face, kind of yeah. cartoonish character. Have you seen Rev? He's, he's a, is he Cockney as well? He's from London, isn't he? No. Is he not? I think... Oh, I think maybe you're thinking of uh, someone else. Oh, but, never mind. Um, yeah, if you watch the show, you'll see him. Nice. But this is kind of the first thing I've seen him do a real lead in and... Oh, he is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, he goes from this terrified guy desperate for anyone to help him to an absolute maniac. Nice. Um, and it's all sort of internal. He knows what he's doing mm-hmm. the whole time. Oh, he's brilliant. 
Absolutely brilliant. Okay. So, yeah, seven. I would get, definitely go for seven. Quality. Um, depending on how the last episode turns out, that might go up. It's always the risky business, man. <laughs> Isn't it? Um, and in terms of listening to nothing sort of new mm. or anything great to reveal, because um, I just don't tend to get into new music these days. Um, but, you know, it's more sort of the music of... The nineties, the mid nineties to the mid two thousands, that's my period. Big wonder years. <laughs> along with along with sixties and any rock from the sixties on. Um but recently been listening a lot to uh Everlast. Mm-hmm. He was frontman for House of Pain. Yeah. Um released his uh, his first album after he had his heart attack back in the nineties, uh, Whitey Ford sings the blues. Right. That is a phenomenal album. That is a total banger and always has been. Classic. It is nice. brilliant. Andy Muzak. Sorry, Stosh, anything else? Mm, Oh, yes. I actually have been reading, speaking about the comics, um, I've moved on, I've been reading Higher, Faster, Further, which is the the Captain Marvel run that the movie's based on. Oh, yeah, so it was the, Um, what was the woman's name? uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick. Kelly Sue DeConnick, that's it, yeah. She is the only writer (coughs) who writes Captain Marvel in a way that I like. Yeah. Because... The problem I have with Carol Danvers, it's the similar problem that I have to Superman, actually. I don't like Superman either. And it's because they're too perfect. They're too powerful. Mm. You know, they can stop anything. So where's the peril? Where's the interest Mm. in this story? Um, But she writes her in a way that she's interesting again. Mm -hmm. And that's... She's got an emotional vulnerability rather than a physical one. Well, you can mess around with it and find ways to make her physically Mm. vulnerable. But yeah, it's more about... It's her voyage of discovery <coughs> rather than anything else. And, and yeah, really enjoying that. That is brilliant. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Quality. Nice one. Andy Mack. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Too nah. busy again? I've just been in the studio, mate. Uh, I just had the session on just before you guys got here where young Swain, OG Swain. So, yeah, mm-hmm. he's got some new stuff coming out. We just did some new stuff. He's got new vids coming out on twelve fifty TV and that, so big big news. Uh, recording their stuff with Hannah Smith last week, um, and yeah, I haven't. The only thing I've actually sat down to watch was the USC. Hmm. Uh, on top of that, just my usual shite on YouTube. Yeah, fair enough. Five minutes. So, but honestly, nothing this week. Busiest man in the business. Mm-hmm. So that was a brief one. Fuck I. Well, we'll wrap it up. We'll get to some. We've got some business to take off before we can go home, but. That's for the Patreon. Well, we'll need Ooh. to give our Patreon oh. subs a wee shout out. Oh, yeah. Let me just get those. Sorry, Stosh. I did bring gifts. Ooh, as shit. seems to have become customary when you come on this podcast. Tis, for the tis first indeed. Time. Yes, please do. Um, so, first of all, just one of the things, and you can read about this on my blog. Excellent. Get a plug in. Um, uh, one of the things I'm doing this year is a reading challenge. Mm-hmm. And one of the books I've read is called Defectors by a guy called Joseph Cannon. Um, and it's set in Moscow during the Cold War. Ooh, that sounds and good. I thought that sounds like an Andy Mack kind of thing. Yeah, it does exactly sound like something so I would like go. to read. Thank you very much. It nice. is brilliant. It is set Moscow sixty one. Super, super tense. Nice, nice, nice. See, I like all this kind of stuff. That's by that's right See, up your alley. There's yep. the funny thing, like it's like I don't do fantasy and all that comic kind of stuff. But no. if it's still fictional, but it's based in real world events and situation. Mm. Oh fuck! I buy right into that man. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, like you should see his wee face by the way. He's absolutely I love buzzing. gifts, man. Plus, <laughs> like the finish on nice that. I know it's really good, isn't it? Nice. Stosh, thank you very much. Nice no bother. One. No bother. I will um, report back on next week's show. 
Also, as part of the beer connoisseur thing, I have, because I remember Dots was posing a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. um, because Andy Henderson had sent him a free beer 52 case. Oh, had he? So yeah. he had. He so never told us that, did he? Oh. I have one voucher and one email voucher for beer 52 cases for both of you. Yeah. So you just have to pay the postage. <laughs> All over that. Stosh. What a legend. Thank you. Very much, nice mate. One, I appreciate that, Fuck bro. I, man. I am right. always here to Leather. spread the philosophy of Fuck good beer. Fuck Getting pissed. Oh, <laughs> we'll film that for the Patreon. <laughs> I'll Shall come we? back for that. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. A drunk, a drunk live cast. We just video it. I'm drunk every week. <laughs> <laughs> right, shout out to these thick kings and queens. These are our Patreon subscribers. Whoosh. Oh. Whoosh. Big shout out to Ali Cook. Andy Henderson, original Maurice creator, Fraser Reevy at Reevy Print, Nate Black of Fair City Jiu Jitsu, mm-hmm. and Rachel of Just Being Sound as Fuck. These are all sound as fuck. Yours are all thick as fuck, and I love it. Thick, fuck, thicker than Thank a bowl of much. porridge, the lot is. Thicker than a bowl of porridge. So I guess that means we could let them know then that uh, those Patreon subscribers there will get access to. Uh, a special Claire's Questions Ooh. this week. And if any of our other listeners want to get involved with that, then you know what to do. The details are on the Facebook page. Yep. <laughs> but for now, I'm going to wrap it up and then we'll get into that shit. So wrap thank it. you again, Stosh, for coming on. Very much appreciate you. something you want to say? Just, you're very welcome. I've enjoyed that. I thought you were going to read something out. I thought I was stepping <laughs> on your toes there. No, no. I, I wasn't getting weighed on the hand. I was trying to say. find the email voucher for the other one because I can't remember where to put it. Anyway, I'd say. Uh, Jordan's away with the paper one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like, like, aye. You've got your books. I'll email you later, mate. <laughs> I would say, right? I would have said Andy Mac ordered these and keep them down here at the studio, but I can't I'll for fucking a fact them. They wouldn't make it past the Friday recording <laughs> session. So I'll get tanned, I'm mate. taking this for safety. Tanned. Just for safety. <laughs> um, thank you much, Stosh, man. I appreciate you coming on talking about it um, we'll get all your details for your blog and that as well if you want we can share that out on the page mm-hmm. um, yeah I will we'll send you the web ad- address because I don't actually know how to search for it yet That's I haven't fair. figured that out I don't think it's like popular enough to appear on Google in any way we'll get you some hits um, I soon mate you can find me on Twitter um, at StoshLG65 um, and the links to all of my blogs will go up on Twitter automatically yes um, and your or, beers <laughs> and all my beers go up there yes so you might have to troll a little bit to find them um, <laughs> I love that straight in with the Twitter so many of our guests we sit there and go and butch your and they're like oh I uh, can't remember or no it doesn't matter Storchkins. straight in there uh, you can find yeah. us on Facebook and Podbean Monkey Swordfight Podcast we are monkeyswordfightpodcast at gmail.com I just remember we've got another bra no that I forgot to add Ian Shepard, I'm sorry, mate. We'll get to that we'll, next uh, week. We'll chuck that in for the subscribers. Ah, yeah, we'll stick the hundred <laughs> right there. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Let's see, monkeysordfightpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Patreon. Uh, we are on Twitter at MSF underscore podcast. And we are on Instagram, monkeysordfightpodcast. Get at us. Thank you to Andy Mack on the ones and twos. Cheers very much. Creating a bit on Twitter still. Oh, of course I am. At Macapella. At Maca fucking Pella. Just Macapella, don't type in Macapella. <laughs> Do, because that's where my second account is. <laughs> that's spicy my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that's my fans only shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. We will speak to you next week. Peace. Bye. <laughs>